Hello, and welcome to a very special episode of What's the Scrimmage. I'm your host, Nick Ron. But as of today, you get to want to get to know me a little bit more personal on this episode. So my full name is Ronald Harvey, no middle name. <laughs> uh, and the reason why I'm doing this particular episode is because as of this recording right now, it is October 27th, uh, 2022. And on this particular day, four years ago, I married my best friend, my confidant, my backbone, my headache at times. <laughs> but overall, um, just a wonderful human being uh, that I'm mostly grateful that I am had the opportunity to call my wife. Um, her name was Marquita Marie Harvey. Um, she was born in Pasadena, California. Um, moved to Omaha, Nebraska, uh, about, um, I think around, um, I think eight, nine, ten years old, maybe, uh, can't remember off the top of my head. Um, me personally, I'm originally from Washington, DC. And so it's kind of funny how our, we made a connection with one another. Um, she was the first one to slide in my DMs when, you know, it you know how they say you know at, at that particular time when, when we met each other it was like almost i've known my wife now for like almost nine going on 10 years now so we've known each other for about almost 10 years been married for been together for like a, i believe five and then been married for like four so so we knew together 10 uh been together for been together for like uh like three or four three or four or five years together, and then been married for like uh for four for four years uh, together. So, um, and it's crazy too because she she at the time she lived in uh, Council Bluffs, Iowa, which is on the outskirts of Omaha, Nebraska, and I am from Washington D.C. So I end up moving to Midwest. Um, from the East Coast, which was a culture shock for me, but I would do it all over again just to know that I will be with her. And the reason why I'm doing it on this, doing this particular episode of our anniversary was because we recently moved from Council Bluffs, Iowa to Rochester, Minnesota because of a job, a great job opportunity that came up for her. She's a, a, a registered nurse. And she got the opportunity to be a part of a uh, 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 of the Mayo Clinic as a registered nurse there, and uh, she absolutely loves it. I think it was a great move for her, not just for her, but for our family as well. So I'm I'm, I'm pleasantly happy that she's get to live out her dream and also get to do something that she absolutely loves. And I'm willing to be there to uh, support to support her in doing in doing what she absolutely loved in 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 every way. And also the reason why I'm doing this on the podcast as well with with I mean with that being said us moving in the process, staying on topic, um uh we decided on the fourth year anniversary wasn't gonna do nothing to wasn't gonna do nothing huge or big, you know, because of, you know, of, of the move and everything. And on top of that, it was like on the fifth anniversary, we're gonna we're gonna go all out because you know it's the fifth anniversary. Um, so with that being said, 
we decided, you know, we wasn't going to do a little too much. I didn't, I didn't really want for much on the anniversary, you know, and she, you know, my wife always asked me, do I, do I want anything? Do I, do I, do, do you need anything? Do you, do you want something special or anything? And I'm, I'm really not that type of person that really wants for much anything, especially if anything, you know, I have my 2K, I have my Xbox, you know, you know, if I, if, if I want a certain game to come out, I could get it myself, but you know, I really don't, I'm really not, I'm really not that type of person where I was like, oh, I got to have the fresh joys or I got to have this or that. I, so I really didn't, didn't want for anything, you know, I just, you know, just the acknowledgement that we've been together for so long was enough for me, you know, we're going to do something special next year anyway. So it really didn't matter. But my wife just didn't want to just pass over, you know, the four year anniversary, even though we decided, you know, even though we mostly her decided that we were going to, you know, we, we doing something or we're, we want, don't, don't want to do nothing too big because of everything we've been, the move and everything. But she asked me to do something for her that doesn't cost that I can't buy that I can't buy and do something very special for. So I decided to do this special podcast about my love for her and what she's meant to me and how it all ties into sports in the process. So I came up with this idea to do this particular episode about the anniversary on this day about my wife. Um, And the funny thing is me and my, and, and, and another thing also about that is my me and my wife shares so much um look like we 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 have a lot in common that is sometimes it's eerie and scary at times like she's me and her are the oldest of five children her birthday is on january 31st mine's on mine's on february 5th both in 1984 so and she always teased me about, you know, while she was, while I was still cooking in the bun in the oven, she was already out uh, <laughs> breastfeeding and, and was ahead of, and she was already ahead of me. And I always call her an old hag and I was the young buck then. So I was, the, I was, the, I'm the young buck. She's the old hag, you know, so, uh, <laughs> but um, it's just with everything, she's been such an incredible person. Like I said before, she was born in um, Pasadena, California. She moved to Omaha, Nebraska around eight or nine years old. Had a pretty rough upbringing. I'm going to leave her to tell her her story when she's ready. And when she tells you her story, it's so impactful. You're going to see why she is such the incredible person and woman that she is that I've always told her that she needs to tell her story and get her story out there because when she does tell her story on what or what she went through as a child growing up and everything people mouths are on the floor so one day hopefully um she gets to tell her story and get to share and also inspire people um when she does do that and I believe she will inspire a lot of people once she does 
um, tells her stories and tell her truth and how she she's a survivor and how she's an incredible woman, an incredible person and just an incredible friend um, and just a wonderful human being that she is. Um, well, like I said, this four years we've been together. Um, she slid in my DMs where it was, it was kind of popular. It was just getting popular and sliding people's DMs. <laughs> and at first it was more of a friendship more than anything. Wasn't, wasn't trying to look for anything. She wasn't trying to look for anything. It was just that friendship. We're just connected on so many levels with music, life, family, just, just, a, just a, 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 a huge connection with one another. And I think the best thing about that happened with us was we wasn't near each other. Like we wasn't like across the street or I, it was like a bus ticket away or, or whatnot. Like she was in, she was in council bluffs. I was in DC. So all we had is, you know, communication to get to know one another and, and all the time. And it just grew from there where it turned from a friendship to something much, much more, much, much special, where it's something where, you know, I'm so glad and thankful that I have the opportunity to spend my life and to have share space and to share space and time with somebody that, you know, I couldn't have asked better or I couldn't have asked if I prayed for it. You know, if I asked for something better, I don't think I could have gotten any better than what I've got, that I have as of right now, that I have in her. And the thing is with her, it's just, it's just so many things that comes, it's so many great things. I love traveling with her. I love being around her. I love communicating with her. And when we talk is is we could talk on so many on so many levels that it makes our relationship even more. We talk about, you know, the world, we talk about the kids, we talk about, you know, what we feel with each other. And we, we, we can be open and honest with one another. And that's one of the things that I love so much about our relationship is that we can be open and honest with one another and not have to hide anything. And one thing that I've always learned as well that I found out that, you know, I just I just really appreciate her as being my friend and my confidant and any and and not having to worry about if I say this, will she get upset or how will she take this? I already know how she's going to take it and she's going to take it in stride and I already know how she operates. She knows how I operate. So is and we don't have to be phony with one another. We don't have to, you know. If something is wrong with one another, we will tell each other, you know, hey, I don't like this. Hey, this is not right. Hey, this is this is, you know, this is not right or whatever. I don't feel comfortable with this. And we work hard to change those things in the process with us. And I think that's one of the lovely things we have in this our relationship. Um, but I know you're asking Okay, Ron, you're doing this episode on what's the scrimmage. This is supposed to be a sports show, a sports podcast. Why are you talking about your wife and your anniversary on a sports podcast? 
supposedly sports podcast. Well, the reason why I'm doing this is because my wife has a lot of ties when it comes to me and my affiliation with sports in many, many ways. And the one thing I'm going to I'm going to bring up is, well, my wife is very good at predicting sports events. Damn near scary at times. <laughs> at times it could be very sometimes it could be damned damn near haunting. Like I was like I call her the 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 uh, the psych the sports psych the, the sports uh psychic. You know, I call her the, the psychic the sports psychic. Because she could predict sporting events out like out of nowhere. And she could pull it out. And to and to and to prove to you that she's right. I have four. I have four instances, four in, um, four, four stories. I want to. Sh- I want to share to you today, on this on this anniversary special episode. So one sh- one story I have to tell you, and and and, and I just want to make this be clear. These are all true stories. These are not made up. This is not something I'm just making up out to nowhere. These are absolutely true stories that's happened. Between me and my wife when it pertains to sports. Okay. So the first one what I'm bringing up right now is the one between the Denver Broncos versus the Carolina Panthers. At that time, Cam Newton is the starting quarterback of the uh, Carolina Panthers and Peyton Manning is the starting head coach, starting quarterback of the Denver Broncos. At the time, the Carolina Panthers are on a roll. They're the best team in the NFL. Cam Newton has won MVP of the season and pretty much has and pretty much everybody in their mama has the Carolina Panthers winning the Super Bowl capping off an incredible season that they had. They was they was supposed to go undefeated but they lost one game and you know, but they end up going all the way to the Super Bowl. So, it's a Sunday. Unfortunately, I have to work that Sunday. And my wife is is taking me to work. While we while we're driving, we drive one of we drive past one of our neighbors uh, who has a huge, humongous Denver Broncos um, flag fla- flying outside their home, like a huge, huge Denver Broncos flag flying outside their home. And I'm looking outside there. I'm looking at it and I'm and I point to it and I say, yeah, there's going to be some sad people in that house tonight like that. And my wife looked at me and she said, why you say that? I said, because they're going to lose the Super Bowl. I said, because they're going to lose tonight. They're going to lose in the Super Bowl tonight. And my wife looks at me and she said, no, nah, they're not. She said, as a matter of fact, it's not going to be close. And she says it like that. I said, what do you mean? She was like, it's not going to be close, Ron. Denver's going to beat them. And they're going to beat them pretty bad. Like that. And she said it like that. And at first I was like, man, she tripping hard as hell. I was like, what? What is she talking about? They're going to beat them. I was like, I said, said Marquita, Cam Newton and that office have been clicking all season. He's been, he's MVP. He's doing the, the dabbing and everybody, everybody's on the track, And the defense is doing great. Like this Carolina Panthers, it's, it seems destined that they're going to win. And Marquita is telling me, she said, Ron, I'm telling you, Denver is going to beat them and they're going to beat them soundly. She said, it's, she says it like that. So I said, okay, whatever. And I was like, okay, whatever. I wave it off. Get to the office. Get to my office. My coworker is there. He's a huge Denver Broncos fan. 
And he's come to me, man, Ron, I'm nervous. I'm nervous, man. I'm nervous. My, my, I wish I was home to watch this game, man, but I'm nervous. I don't, you know, cause you know, I'm nervous for my team, you know, cause for the Broncos. And he was like, and I looked at him and I was like, well, if my wife had it, has it her way, you guys are going to win tonight. He said, well, let's hope your wife is right like that. So, unfortunately, um, my office, my office has, um, flat screen TVs throughout the office and they had the game on and, but it was on silent. So you can watch the Super Bowl while, you know, while waiting on calls. So while I'm waiting on calls and pretty much no calls was coming through because one is Sunday, two is the Super Bowl. Nobody's calling in, you know, at the time, you know, for no, for, for anything. So while I'm watching this game and I'm watching it unfold my mouth and my eyes are literally on the floor. Like, I can't believe I'm watching this game and everything that Marquita is, had told me in that, in when she was driving me to work is actually happening. Denver is actually destroying Carolina. And it's something that to this day, I still sit back and like, how the heck did this happen? And my and my coworker is just like elated. He's like, my goodness, we doing it. I wasn't expecting this and everything. I said, me and you either, brother. I wasn't expecting this neither. But Marquita did. Marquita told me. And he was like, man, you should have betted on the game. I said, I, 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 wish I wish I did. Damn. So that's one. Her predicting the Denver Broncos was going to not just beat Carolina, but she said, handily they were going to beat him and she was absolutely right another story second story second true story it's the kansas city chiefs versus the san francisco 49ers in the super bowl i'm not working that i'm not working i'm not working that sunday so i'm able to be home and watch the super bowl my son nigel is watching it with me while we're watching the while we're getting ready to watch the Super Bowl, this is before the tip off. I say San Francisco 49ers are like they got it. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna win themselves a championship this year for the first time since you know being in the Jerry Rice era. And my wife looks at me with the funny look. I said, What? What are you looking at me like that for? And she was like, I don't know what you're talking about, but Kansas City is gonna win this. I said, What are you talking about? I said, babe. Jimmy G and them boys, they've been do, um, they doing well. They're gonna win this Super Bowl, baby. They're gonna they're gonna win the Super Bowl. And my wife specifically tells me this. She says Kansas City's gonna struggle in the first three quarters. She said they're gonna struggle in the first three quarters, but then they're gonna come back in the fourth and win the Super Bowl. I'm not lying. She tells me this. She said they're going to struggle in the first three quarters, Kansas City, but they're going to come back and they're going to win the Super Bowl in the fourth quarter. I said, okay, yeah, whatever, baby. You you got it. So at this time, she has to work this sun that this Sunday. So she's working overnight. So me and my son, Nigel, we're sitting on the couch and we're watching this game. First quarter goes by. Second quarter goes by, third quarter goes by, and San Francisco looks like they got this on lock. They 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 look like they're 
They're not going to lose this game. They look like they're, they're going to take it home. Then the fourth quarter happens. When I tell you, my son and Nigel, mouths were on the floor. Like, we looked at each other like if we were San Francisco 49ers fans. Like, in disbelief. Like, how the hell she pulled this off? She did it again. Like, it's not like she say, oh, Kansas City's going to beat San Francisco, blah, 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 like that. She specifically said they're going to struggle three quarters in Kansas City. They're going to struggle three quarters, and they're going to come back in the fourth. She says this. She says this, and it happens. Unbelievable. I can't believe it. I was like, this is ridiculous. I was like, this is ridiculous. How the hell she pulls this up? But Quita Nostradamus, she does it again. Again, Quita Nostradamus does it again. And then here's the third one. Now, this is the third one. This was now this third one kind of hurts me to my heart because it deals with my Dallas Cowboys. One morning I'm up. Um, I'm off from work. My wife's off from work and I'm I'm watching um, Undisputed with Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless. And of course, if you if you're a fan of Undisputed, you know, there's three topic topics they rotate Throughout the entirety of that particular of, of, of those episodes. They even talk about LeBron James, Tom Brady, or the Dallas Cowboys. Either it's, it's, it's those three. The, like the main topics is Tom Brady, LeBron James, or the Dallas Cowboys. So happens they're talking about my Dallas Cowboys, who I've been a fan of them for years. Of for years. So nobody can call me a bandwagon. Because I'm still rocking with my boys and we haven't won anything since um, in the early to mid 90s. Okay, so anyway, the subject was on Dak Prescott. I can't remember. I think it was about if Dak Prescott is like a top quarterback in the NFL or, you know, whatever at that time. So. While we're watching, while I'm watching Undisputed, my wife overhears it. And she says, what are they talking about? I said, oh, they talk about the Dallas Cowboys. They talk about Dak Prescott and, you know, if he's a top quarterback or not. And my wife pauses for a brief moment and says, the Dallas Cowboys are not going to win anything with Dak Prescott. She says that. She says that. She says that out loud and with conviction. With conviction, she says that. She said, the Dallas Cowboys are not going to win anything with Dak Prescott as their quarterback. I saw you serious. Dak Prescott is I said that's at the time, Dak Prescott was 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 doing tremendously well for the Dallas Cowboys, putting up pretty putting up good numbers and everything. And you know, he was the future and everything. Just before he signed that big ass contract with Jerry with Jerry Jones. And she was like, Ron, I'm telling you, they're not gonna win anything with Dak Prescott. And Every year that we lose in the playoffs or we come up short, she always asked, she always asked, who was the quarterback? I said it was Dak. She said, Told you. And it's as a Dallas Cowboys fan, I'm like, come on, man, for real? You you can can you give me something else? But she was like, I'm sorry. He's not gonna help y'all win. So 
that's ongoing. That's continuing. But it seems like Quita Nordamus, Nordamus has striked again on that front. But this is the last one. And this is the one that let me know, like, dude, I think she can see it. I think she can really see this stuff. This is 2016. This is the NBA Finals. The Cleveland Cavaliers versus the Golden State Warriors. The Golden State Warriors is the most winning team of twenty six of the 2015-2016. Has won 73, has won 73 games passing the Chicago Bulls. Passing the, the 72 win Chicago Bulls team. Now, of course, they're red hot. You know, the only scare they've had of being knocked out of the playoffs at the time was against the go to state was against the Oklahoma city thunder down three, one go to state comes back. Clay Thompson becomes, um, Clay Thompson becomes six game clay. And we all know what happened after that. Go to state warriors, move on to the finals facing Cleveland, Cleveland facing LeBron and the Cleveland Cavaliers. So Cleveland Cavaliers are down the infamous, NBA Finals in 2016, Cavs are down 3-1. Now, everybody and their mama said this series was over. LeBron James is done. Steph is about to, Steph, the Golden State Warriors about to win back-to-back titles. And, every, I mean, you just hear everything. This is like, this is back when Skip Bayless was on was on first tape before he, this was like his final uh, season, his final uh, season before he moved over to Fox to go to, to do Undisputed with Shannon Sharp. Um, he was on first take. He Skip was on first take. The show His and Hers with Michael Smith and Jameel Hill, how they gonna say it, this was a, pretty much an inevitable, how the Cleveland Cavaliers were going to be, you know, pretty much, overdone like everybody and their mama said this was over and the Cleveland Cavaliers had no chance of coming back from a 3-1 deficit against the 73 win Golden State Warriors team but if if you've been following this whole scenario I've been taking you on I'm sitting in the room game five is coming up and I tell my wife, yeah, tonight Golden State Warriors are going to win the championship tonight. Um, they up 3-1. They're going to take out the Cavaliers tonight. They're going to, and they're going to beat them. And my wife, the ever Quita uh, Nordamus, pretty much looks at me and says, nah, LeBron's got some more fight in him. He's not going to let this go. She says it like that. She said, LeBron's got more fight in him. He's not going to let this go. This is going to be longer. Like that. She said, he's going to make this longer and he's going to pull this. He's going to, he's going to pull this out. And I was like, baby, come on, look. They're down 3-1. They're against, they're against a pretty much a well-oiled machine in the Golden State Warriors who can just shoot you out the gym. The 73-1, they're going to, I mean, come on, they're going to win this, baby. It's it's like an inevitable. So I've got the mindset of because I've been listening to all these sports heads talking here, talk about this over for the Cavaliers. It's just a crowning. It's just pretty much a, a crowning ceremony going to happen. You know what I'm saying? And my wife is telling me LeBron got this. 
LeBron's going to fight this. LeBron got some fight. He's going to make this. This is going to go longer, and LeBron's going to take this. I was like, okay. If you, if you, and, and, and in my heart of hearts, I wanted this to happen because I definitely wanted to see Cleveland win the championship. Even though I'm a Laker fan, I'm a through-and-through through Laker fan, but I always like to see the underdog. Always, always love to see a story of an underdog team or a place that has never won win something for the first time. And um, especially in a place like Cleveland, I think it would have been I, as it was it was fantastic to see. But anyway, going back, watch game five. My wife said, game over. I said, yeah, who won? I said, the Cavs. She said, told you. And she walked away. I said, baby, that's just one game. They're going to get him in game six. Game six comes around. The Cleveland routes Golden State out of out of the Quicken Loans Arena. My wife comes to me after game six. She said, hey, who won game six? I said, uh, the Cavaliers, they, they won game six. They actually blew them out. She said, mm-hmm. Okay. And when is game seven? I was like, I think it's on a Thursday like that. I said, oh, okay. She said, okay. Cool. So, that Thursday, I, don't, I believe it was that Thursday, Wednesday, whatever, whatever the game was. My wife's home. She's cooking, and I think it was a Sunday, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, anyway, my wife's home. She's cooking, and I'm watching the game in my bedroom. Um, I'm watching, I'm watching the game in my bedroom, and I'm watching it play by play. And I'm like, oh man, Cle- go to state's gonna blow them out. They're home. Fans are ready to celebrate, and every this is pretty much this is pretty much gonna be the go to state's um, crowning achievement and while I was watching this I was kind of taken back and watching how everything was going and all of a sudden it was like we we, I mean of course if you've if you knew about the 2016 NBA finals and you watch game seven you know what happens but as it was unfolding I was like oh my goodness Marquita, she was like, Cavs winning, right? I see. It looks like it. She said, they're going to win the championship, Ron. I told you that. I told you that two, uh, a week ago. I was like, oh, snap. And then when it finally happened and Cleveland won the championship, <laughs> my son was like, why didn't you bet on the game? You'd have won so much money. And I was like, Damn it! I could have. But those are the four stories of how my wife ties in with sports when it comes to me and my love for sports. And one thing that I've always loved about her when she she never scolds me about it. She never. She always knows. Hey, he's watching his he's watching his game or. I'm a pro wrestling fan as well. She, he's watching. She knows Monday nights, Friday nights. She knows Wednesday nights. You know, I'm watching wrestling. You know, and she and at times I try to scale it back a little bit. You know, for her, but she she always knows that. You know, I, but she always knows that that's that's what I love, and she never she never holds holds it against me for that. And that's one of the reasons why I love her so much. 
And I feel as though that I'm one of the most blessed men to ever. I'm I'm super blessed to have her in my life and to have her to be a part of my life. And I'm blessed that she's willing to let me be a part of hers. You know, I've had so many ups and downs. I had so many dark times in my life. And the throughout my dark times, my bright, my bright lights has always been her. She was always been my brightest, my bright star throughout my darkness and to guide me out of the darkness and pull me out of it. And I've been hospitalized twice for blood clots to the chest. And she has been my support system throughout those trying times where it was scary. It was a little touch and go. And it was it was scary. But one thing, though, I found comfort in it is that when my mom is super who who's always been worried about me, my mom has always been worried about me since I was a kid. And what parent is not, you know, worried about their baby, their child. But when my mom. When my when I first got when I first went into the hospital for blood clots, my mom my my wife called my mom and told her what was going on, and my and my mom was like, "I'm not worried. You got him. I trust you. You got you got his best. If it was if it was anybody else, I'd be scared, but knowing that you're there, and I knowing that how you how you care for my son." He's going to be absolutely fine. And she pretty much given my wife the saying, hey, I know if I trust you just like if I was there personally. And my wife has done so much for me, has been there for me. Um, I don't want to. Ooh, I don't want to get emotional right now, but. Sometimes I feel as though that I don't deserve what she does for me. Sometimes I feel as though that I don't, I take it for granted. And sometimes I feel as though it's like, ah, it's whatever. She'll get over it, which I know is absolutely wrong that I do that at times. And as, a, and as for me, I am working on myself a lot and I'm and I'm and I'm I'm trying to get better. I am. I'm trying to get better. But to have a person like her that's beside me, that know that wants my best interest at heart, and to know that she's just like I said before, I couldn't I couldn't pray for anything. I could pray for nothing better than what I have now. I couldn't have. She's just an amazing woman, an amazing mother, an amazing friend, and just an amazing human being all around. 
And I'm so blessed and so thankful, even though I may not show it at times, but I am. I am blessed. I am thankful. I am honored to have this woman, Marquita Marie Harvey, as my wife, my partner, my lover, and most importantly, my friend. And if you take anything away from this podcast today, just know that love is out there for you and that when you do find somebody that is special, that has your back, that is going to go to war to go to war against you to make you better, but go also go to war with you to defend off any any evil that comes your way. That's the person that needs to be sticking with you for life. And I'm so thankful and happy that I have that type of person that's with me, that's there for me, and that's always going to be there for me from until I'm no longer here. And I want her to know that for the for the duration that I love you so much. I'm proud of you, of the woman that you are. I'm proud of the person that you are. I'm proud of the human being that you are. And I found a good wife, so I really did find a good thing. I thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Um, Once again, I love you. Marquita Marie Harvey. And. Yeah. Yeah, man. There's. Um, yeah. And one more thing that also is so eerie about us as well before I go. Her. Her maiden name was Marquita Marie Ware. And another thing that we have in common she shares my mom's middle name, which is crazy. My mom is Kathy Marie. Marquita is Marquita Marie. <laughs> and also her maiden name is Ware. So it's Marquita Marie Ware. I went to school called Margaret. Uh, I'm sorry, Margaret Mary Washington. M.M. Washington. M.M.W. Her initials. Is the same initials of the high school I went to. So it's it's crazy, right? Crazy. Birthdays five days apart, 1984. MMW is the initials that we share, and she shares my mother's middle name in Marie. So yeah, man. I love you so much. I appreciate you. And you're simply the best. Oh, that's corny. But you are. You are the best thing to ever happen to me. I love you. Happy anniversary, baby. Four years down, forever to go. <laughs>